0: Isn't God good? And we are so thankful to be here and welcome to our online church. God bless you. We welcome you in the name of Jesus. We are going to get right into the word of the Lord. And tonight we are going to talk about the fear, the pit, and the snare. Just sounds thoroughly depressing, doesn't it? But this is good news. This is gospel. So let's go to the book of Isaiah 24. Verses 17 and 18. Because this is where we are. You will see reference to this four times in the word of God. Twice in Isaiah and twice in Jeremiah. Fear and the pit and the snare are upon thee, O inhabitant of the earth. Three things have come upon this planet all of a sudden. Everybody say fear, Fear. pit, Pit. snare. snare. Verse 18 says what's going to happen. It shall come to pass that he who flees from the noise of the fear. So that means sudden fear grips people and they start running for their lives. And what's going to happen to them according to the word of the Lord? They're going to fall into the pit So they're running from one thing right into another. And he that comes out of the midst of the pit, if you can get out of the pit, guess what's coming next? He that cometh up out of the midst of the pit shall be taken in the snare. Three things on the planet. Isaiah prophesied. Fear, pit, and snare. And then... If you look at the end of verse 18, it tells you why. Why is this happening? For the windows from on high are open. Now, usually when we talk about the windows of heaven are open, there's a scripture in Malachi that said, "Bring your tithes into the storehouse, and see if I improve me, and see if I will." And pour you out a blessing. Does this sound like a blessing to you? No. This is not a blessing. These three things are coming on the earth. And the Bible said the windows from high on high are open. And what, does hap- what happens to the earth when these windows from on high are open? The earth starts shaking something has triggered an open window and we're here right now say oh dear god what are you telling us well i'm going to give you some good news yes this is happening yes it's happening now and yes it's happening globally i've been wrestling with this ever since i saw it and then finally the lord brought me some clarity let's lift our hands and thank the lord jesus we love you for your word it's a lamp and a light and we bless you for showing us the way to go. Everyone say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. I hope online that you have a notebook and a pen and that you're jotting things that come to you because you're going to need the encouragement. Now, we're going to go to nine We're going to Psalms 91, except we're going to go to 91 and 13. And this is what it says. Now, remember... This is written to people who dwell in the secret place of the Most High and abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So this is talking about people that are close to God. Did everyone hear that? The people that are close to God and stay close to Him are going to do this. Thou shalt tread upon the lion, everybody say the lion. The adder, repeat after me, the adder. The young lion, everyone say the young lion. Everybody say the dragon. And look what you're going to do if you dwell in the secret place of the Most High and you abide under his shadow. So guess what? It doesn't keep these things from coming after you. But what it does do for you is when they come, you stomp them. Now, I, uh, I've i seen a lion before. Do you know how big they are? I think they're every bit of waist high for most men and women. Do you know how high you would have to jump to put a lion under your foot? The Bible said, He makes my feet like hinds feet. Have you ever seen a deer jump a fence flat-footed? You're going to have to be able to get over, get pretty high, you're going to have to be lifted up. Everybody say, lifted up. To put something that powerful, that's the king of the beast. The Bible said our adversary is going around like a what? Is he going around like a little dove and pecking people? He's going like a roaring lion. And the Lord said, if you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, Whatever's coming after you and roaring, you're going to jump on top of. And then here's the thing. You don't jump on it once and go, ta-da! You're not supposed to ride it. You're not supposed to sit on it. You're not supposed to feed it. You're not supposed to play with it. When this thing comes after you, what are you supposed to do? Now how long would it take you to trample a lion? And how strong would you have to be? So this is a call for the patience and endurance of the saints. When something comes against us, you don't just fast once and pray once and go, "Eh." you go after it again and again and again. You come to church and you worship. You give God your passion. You have a promise. You have to fight until you put it where? Where? Under your feet. Then he said... Here are the things that are coming after us. These are the fears, the pits. This is it right here. He said, there's going to be a lion come after you, trample it. An adder. Now what's the difference in a lion and an adder? Well, a lion can shred you just by brute strength. But an adder, he's not going to throw you to the ground with his coils. Do you know what an adder does? It lays in wait for you. It is very still, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, what does that snake do? <sharp inhale> Strike. Do you remember when the Apostle Paul had gotten out of a shipwreck, and he, was, he made it to the shore, and he was gathering up kindling? First they said, wow, this man must be a murderer because look at what's happened to him and and well first they got to the shore they saw he was a prisoner and then all of a sudden out of that fire came a snake and fastened on his hand and they knew very well that that was an adder it was an asp there are there are snakes in Greece I didn't even know it but that thing came out of the fire and they said wow he must be a murderer because he made it from the ocean but now justice is going to be and they watched him cuz they knew what kind of snake it was it's like he should have swelled up the poison should have been moving through his body and you know what paul did when that thing fanged him he shook it off into the fire we sang tonight let all god's children praise the lord lift up your what holy hands shake off those heavy bands you say well why should i do that if you are dwelling in the secret place of the most high you are walking with god you are spending time in the word you're i'm preaching to the choir here tonight we're teaching you're doing everything you know to do then what the lord is saying i have given you power to stomp what's coming after you your fear may feel like a lion Your depression may feel like a snake. Then he said this. He said there are four kinds of opposition coming against you. A young lion. Well, what's the difference between a young lion and a lion? I would just say strength, vigor, speed, and impulse. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, a raging, fast, furious, strong, young. What do you say you're going to do with two kinds of lions? Evidently, you're going to leap high enough in the air and come down on that thing and break its back and stomp it till it's dead. But you're going to have to leap up. The Bible said, He is the lifter of my head. Thou, O Lord, art a shield. You say, well, I've not been lifted up. Then what you have to do is... You can't look at your situation to get above the lion. You have to look at the lion of the tribe of Judah and go, Well, I'm not strong enough to do this, but so far I haven't seen anything that can defeat you. I haven't seen anything, so therefore, Lord, you lift me up. And you know how to get lifted up? Don't look at your doctor's report. Don't look at the diagnosis. Don't listen to the presidential election report. Don't listen to all that because that's just people reporting things to make you go, (gasps) they're trying to strike your passion. And since there's no good news that will keep you clicking, they're going to give you bad news and salacious news. Things that will drag you down or discourage you. And that's all they've got to give so it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. That's called clickbait. And they'll put clicks in an article to get you click here and click here and click here. Lion, adder, young lion. Well, if you conquer those three, now what those three have in common is that they're earthbound. But guess what the fourth one is? That's airborne. That one comes out of the air. The dragon. And you know what the dragon does? Everybody knows that dragons breathe. In the book of Revelation. The Bible talks about the great red dragon. It's either in the 10th chapter or the 12th. He said I have given you power. Over the prince of the the air. So the Bible says. The Lord inhabits the. Praises of his people, which is why we say when the praise goes up, the glory comes down. So if you have been under attack. You start praising the Lord, magnifying God. Don't give in to your feelings because they're earthly. You need to get airborne real quick. Let's just lift our hands right now. There's something about lifting up of hands. It raises you up. Hallelujah. You're saying, God, I'm here and I'm making a connection with you. I want to get airborne. Hallelujah. Alright, now I want to show you that the Bible says, I looked up tread, and it means trample, crush underfoot. So he said, you're going to crush whatever is earthbound and airborne. So that means you're going to have to get high enough to bring it down. I'm bringing it down. Casting down imaginations and every high thing and bringing into captivity... Every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. That means instead of you prophesying over your life, it'll never happen. I'm not going to make it. Shut up and start confessing Jesus is good. God is good. You are Alpha and Omega. You're the beginning and the end. You've got this, Lord. I don't know what's happening, but you're awesome. What are you doing? Oh, magnify the you have to magnify the Lord at least as much as you talk about your problems and your aches and pains. and your. So if you talk five minutes about your toe, your diagnosis, your head, your foot, your family situation, you have to give at least five minutes to God. You spend as much time, we're going to have to spend as much time making God big as we do. Say amen. He said, I'm going to give you power. Now, this is what's awesome. Let's go to Luke 10 and 19. Say, well, that was just the Old Testament. Oh, well, let's see what Jesus said. Behold, that means, hey, everybody, listen up. I give you, what did he say? I'm going to give you the power to tread. And he gave you two kinds of things. What did he say? Serpents and scorpions. Now, unlike lions who rip their prey apart, like the devil wanted to do Peter, Simon Peter, and shred him like wheat, a serpent is filled with poison, and guess what a scorpion has too? These are both poisonous. They strike, the initial strike hurts, but the fun hasn't begun yet, because you haven't begun processing the poison. Sometimes when our adversary comes at us, we get the strike and we don't even feel the pain till later. I'm telling you, you got to stop it when it happens. And Paul showed us how. What do you do? Shake it off, but you don't stop there. He shook his serpent into the fire. Jesus said, I want you to... You see people come up at the end of service and they're raising their hands and someone takes a lap. You know what they're doing? They're putting something under their feet. They said, I've had enough. I'm done with this. I'm not going to fall over with this. I'm not going to die of despair. I'm not going to give in. to. F- I'm not. But now we've got a whole world that's in three conditions. And I'm going to tell you something. The fear has begun and the pit is next. All right, so let's examine. And Jesus said, wait, I've given you power to tread on two things. What are they? Serpents and scorpions. And over just about three quarters of what the devil can do. I just can't. You know where he strikes? Say, he hits my head. Go ahead, say, he hits my head. Your thoughts, this is where he attacks. And then he attacks your emotions, your feelings. And, And the Bible said, be angry, sin not, neither give place to the The devil, the accuser, it is so easy to get mad and immediately then start accusing people. And the Lord said, do not do that. Get mad, but don't start making accusations against people because you don't know their motives, you don't know their thoughts. Just shut up because that's how the devil works. People get mad and then they start building a case against somebody. You did da-da-da-da-da. I'm going to tell you something. Nobody here gets to judge anybody. That's the devil's business. He starts telling people, see what she did, see what he did, this is what that meant, just shut it down, shut it down. He said, I've given you power over... Over what? All the power of your enemy. You have one. And then he said, let me tell you, he may come against you, but nothing shall by any means hurt you. So if you're constantly being hurt, then you're going to have to submit yourself to God and resist the devil. You can't keep getting hurt if you're fighting. Because the Bible said, if you fight him, he'll flee from you. Say, well, I've been fighting. Have you submitted to God? If we have unrepented sin in our lives, if on the one hand we're asking God, save me, save me, and we keep doing the same old things over and over again, that's like playing with your enemy and then running home and telling on him. Then going back the next day to his house to eat a popsicle. You have to draw a line. I have to draw a line. I get hurt. Every time I do this, I'm going to quit it. Amen? Oh, I, I, I knew you'd love this. Hallelujah. Alright, so let's go to the first one. The fear. Everybody say the fear. fear. Isaiah 8, 11 through 13. What is he saying to the people of God? To the world, he's saying, all inhabitant of the earth, Isaiah prophesied to every nation on this planet and said, three things are coming on you. I can tell you what's going to happen after the pandemic. Everybody's going to go down into a pit. You talk about depression. You talk about recession. You say, what are you telling me about the economy? It won't matter because I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. God will supply our needs. I'm talking about the darkness of depression. And this is what Isaiah said the Lord gave him. He prophesied that this was coming. Fear, pit, and snare. Then Isaiah 8, 11 said, For the Lord spake thus to me with a strong hand. He said, Hey! Don't you be a wimp. I got a strong word for you. And instructed me that I should not walk in the way of this people. You don't belong to a political party when you step inside this house. When your name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you exist to serve God. You do not serve politics. You do not serve your boss. You do not serve your community. You serve God in front of all those people. But our first loyalty, our first response is to God. God first. And He said, Do not walk like these people walk. Next verse. Do not say, There's a confederacy. And in the Amplified it says, Don't say, It's a conspiracy. Don't say, conspiracy, conspiracy don't be looking for a conspiracy he said don't do what all these people do I'll raise my hand and say I've said that that's a conspiracy he said don't do it and then look what else he said don't fear their fear Bloomberg, MSNBC CNN CNN ESPN, they're all afraid of something. Yes. And they're prophesying their fear. And he said, Stop it. I don't want you to be afraid of what they're afraid of. China, Russia, North Korea, Cuba, communism, socialism. Don't do it. He said, I'm telling you not to be afraid of what they're afraid of. Woo! Now, You can't do that unless you're so close to the Lord that you know how powerful He is. If we can't see how powerful God is, all these things are going to look pretty threatening. Amen? Amen. Then he said this, sanctify the Lord of hosts Himself. That means you put God in a separate place. You give God reverence that you wouldn't give the Queen, the President, the Electoral College, the Congress, the House, the Senate, the House of Representatives. He said, I'm telling you, you better make God bigger than every level of government, than every power, than weapons of warfare. He said, separate God from all that mess. Get Him out of there. He's holy. He's above all that. He said, you separate God and make Him holy. And you be afraid of Him. And if you're going to dread anything, you dread Him. Do not be afraid of the economy. Who's going to be on the... On the uh, it's not the, the cabinet. Who's going to be the secretary of the treasury. Or the secretary of defense. He said, I don't want you being afraid of any of that. He said, you remember I'm God over all. So you cannot, we cannot... Talk earthly things here and respond to them as if we don't have a God in heaven. All these things have to diminish and all of Him has to get bigger. Hallelujah. 2,000 years ago on a hill in Judea, there was an angelic host that said, Glory to God in the highest on earth, peace and goodwill to all men. And only. Shepherd saw it. There was no reporter there with a notebook. And no movie camera. You and I are going to have to choose where we're going to give the bulk of our attention, our affection, and our belief. Now's the time. I'm telling you, he's bigger than all that. And I do not want God to be... Over here with the Christmas tree every December. And over there with the cross in April when we celebrate Easter. And then every time in between all those other outlets determine what I believe and think. He said, you let me be what you're afraid of. Not your diagnosis. He said... I am your diagnosis. I'm the Lord that healeth thee. I can snap my finger. I can breathe. Whatever. I can do it. Be afraid of me. Let's lift our hands. Hallelujah, Lord. You're getting us ready, Lord God. You're getting our affections off of this world. Hallelujah. Now, this is what the Lord says about fear to the people that abide at the 911. Romans eight thirty five through 37. He said, name your fear. Now let me ask you, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword? Say, what if all these things happen? He said, I got you. If you go through every bit of it, He said, I'm going to be right there with you. I'm going to take care of you through the whole thing. It could start with tribulation. I feel tribulated right now, folks. Dear Lord, it's tribulation all day long. And then come to church, you're tribulated getting to church and tribulated getting home from church. We are tribulated people. i like to know anybody that's not having a tribulation. Trials and distresses and persecution. You say, well, I don't go hungry, but you might go hungry for some strength and some encouragement every now and then. I I tell you what, I'd rather go without food than without encouragement. He said, as it is written, for thy sake we're killed. What does that mean? Well, it literally means that some of them were martyred and it means that every day I get up and my flesh has to die again. Not my will, but thine be done. Every day. But the alternative is to capitulate. I'm going to tell you something. Say, well, I'm tired of fighting. Well, go ahead and see what it feels like to be shredded by the lion that's been chasing you. Think about it. You either put him under your foot or he will eat you to a bloody mess. Say, well, I'm tired of fighting that snake. Let him bite you. I'd like to see how you feel after being bit. I'm telling you, it is far better to spend the energy to fight than it is to take the bite. It's either fight or be bitten. I'm going to tell you something. People that are bitten are hopeless, helpless, despondent, depressed, they're desolate. They got poison in their veins. People who are fighting may be tired, but the scripture said, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Hallelujah. We're not fighting alone. We're fighting to keep believing in Jesus. We're putting under our feet these things that come after us because we're fighting to keep believing. I'd rather fight, I'd rather die fighting than be bitten then be stung, then be fanged, then be shredded, then be burnt to a crisp by a lion demon from hell when he promised me, I love you, I died for you, I'm coming back for you, and if you go to sleep in me, you're coming out of that grave. Now come on. He said, we're counted as sheep for the slaughter. Even if we get slaughtered, Verse thirty seven. No, in all these things we are just getting by. Oh, God, we are more than how through Him that. He said, I love you and I'm telling you I am not going to let anything destroy you. I love you and I'm going to give you strength to fight like a tiger. I'm going to give you strength to do a knockout punch. I'm going to give you feet that get up high on high places and then I'm going to give you a chance to jump on the back of that thing and stomp it till it's nothing but pulp. Jesus said, I am giving you power! Power! that would like to conquer you. Oh, hallelujah. This is not the hour to be weak and powerless and depressed and discouraged. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Just stand to your feet right now. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost in the place. Oh, God has given us power over the fear. The earth is being ripped apart by it, but we are Clap your hands to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. You may be seated. Now, 1 Timothy 1 and 7. God did not give us the spirit of fear. So you're going to have to decide whether you want to be afraid. And talk about how scared you are. I'm going to have to decide. Man, I got some things facing me. Or am I going to say, I got that test coming up. I'm going in the name of Jesus. In fact, I'm going to tell the Lord, Lord, before I walk in there and they do that test on me, I'm telling you right now that your God and whatever happens to me, you're going to take me through step one, through step two, infinity. It don't matter how many steps. Jesus, you promised me that you were going to be a lamp and a light. That means I'm, you're going to show me, go here, now go here, now go here. And you said, nothing's going to hurt me. Now, when they dug that needle in there, that hurt. but. It didn't. My soul was intact. When they put that thing around my head. When they put me in that MRI. When they took that biopsy. When they drew that blood. That hurt my body. But it didn't touch my soul. Because the Lord said I am with you always. Even unto the end of the world. You can't go with me to the MRI. I can't go with you to your open heart surgery. But there is a God who is ever. Omniscient, omnipotent, a Mahia, and He is with us every step. Say, I don't want to do the steps. Well, I don't either, but that's where we are. So let's just dance. Might as well put it to music and dance with it. We're going through some steps, steps to salvation, and we're just going to have to be thankful. You got one and two choices. When you get slapped, you can either murmur about it. Oh, God, I hate this. I'm so tired. Or, Lord, you promised you give me strength. Give me strength, Jesus. I need it right now. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut until I can get the victory over this. I'm just going to do the next thing. The next thing. They. What are you waiting for? I'm waiting for the Lord to renew my You know what's so cool about that scripture? The first thing you do is get airborne. They shall... Ma- he said, I need to lift you up. You need a vacay? I'm fixing to send you airborne, girl. They shall mount up with wings. I'm t- I'm, I, I need to get out of this thing. You know what? There's no boat that can take me far enough from my own head. There is no train that can take me far enough from what I'm feeling. But I'm telling you when the Holy Ghost takes me vertical, He is the wind beneath my wings. I don't see things the same way. Lift me up. Hallelujah. Now, that's just the fear. He said, that's what I'm going to do with your fear. I'm going to give you power, love, and a sound mind. It's going to walk right up to you and slap you in the face. I want you to throw it to the ground. Then I want you to stomp it until it's not moving. If you don't, if you don't kill what's trying to kill you, guess what? You better get over it. I got to get over it. So when the Lord puts it in a a situation where, Oh God, uh, what am I going to believe? Am I going to, Oh God, what's going to control my emotions? Tell me something good. Tell me how do I act? How do I think? How do I feel? You're Lord over all. And the very peace of God that passes understanding shall keep your heart And, hallelujah, we don't have to fall apart, folks. We don't have to fall apart. We don't have to freak out. We don't have to have panic attacks. We can fight back. We've got power to fight back. Fight the fear. Fight it! In the name of Jesus. Well, you know what a snare is? It's when you're walking along and somebody disguised a loop of rope. And you, through no fault of your own, because someone went ahead of you and said, I'm going to trip you up. You know what a snare does? It snags you on your journey and stops you in your track. It snags you on your journey and stops you in your tracks. Let me tell you what the Bible said about the snare. Psalms 91.3 Wait a minute. See, that's how they catch little birds. They're just hopping along, oblivious. We're not supposed to be looking for tricks and snares everywhere. We've got to be wise as serpents, harmless as doves, but what this sounds like, someone caught me. Have you ever been in a circumstance where you got caught? Oh God, I didn't see that financial thing coming. Oh God, I didn't see that bad review coming. Oh God, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to do that. Oh God, I didn't know that person felt that way about me at work. Oh God, I didn't see that coming. And I don't know how to get out of this I'm in it up to my neck I don't even know what I did to get here but here I am I'm caught uh oh now what Lord you told me I've got power over the lion and the young lion and the adder and the serpent the scorpion I've got power over the dragon and all the power of the enemy but that's a that's rope around my foot What am I going to do about that? Surely he. You get caught. No fault of your own. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't sin. You didn't curse God. You didn't do nothing. But you got caught. You know what he said? He said I saw what they did. I saw who did it. I saw the spirit. I saw the person. I saw the circumstance. I saw what happened to you. I'm going to walk right over there. And I'm going to go. Be free. He said, I'm going to loose you and I'm going to let you go. I'm going to set you free from that. I got caught. I don't know how I got caught. The Lord said, I will set you free. Now, okay, you're going to want to write this down. Go to Psalms 11. Here we go. It was all about this, so we're just going to read the whole thing. In the Lord... Put I, my trust, how come you're saying to me, flee as a bird, fly, get out of here, run, get to a mountain. Verse 2. Lo, the wicked have bent their bow. They make ready their arrow on the string that they can privately take a shot at righteous people. Say, well, I don't have any opposition at work. Honey, you are so ignorant. You have an enemy who has been preying on us for 6,000 years. He's going to use everything he's got. People at work, your bank account, your business, your kids. He's going to use everything to take a shot at you in the dark. You're not going to see it coming. Bam! Oh, God. They're bending their bow. They're getting ready to hit me and I don't even know it. Next verse if the foundations be destroyed what can the righteous do he's saying if the whole system is against us and they're going to tax us and this is going to happen and this is going to happen and there's no trust anywhere and no morality and no ethics and no Christian Judeo-Christian morality and and people that are pagans start leading our what are we going to do he's asking questions like we're asking next verse oh wait a minute Lord is in his holy temple wait Jesus is still in the temple I want you to point at yourself and say I am the temple of the holy ghost the Lord is in his holy temple lift your hands right now if the spirit which raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you he will quicken your mortal body you can make fun and say I wouldn't talk in tongues like that I'm telling you there is a spirit in me that's not coming from me it's from the Lord who is in his holy temple and he told me put it under your feet clap your hands to the Lord right now clap him at home come on You can't get to church. Do you think the Lord doesn't know that? You think He's punishing you? The Lord adores you. He'll come down in that room in your kitchen and you'll be dancing in your house shoes and speaking in tongues, and ain't nobody there but you and Jesus. Why? He's in his temple. Hallelujah. Wait a minute. The seat of government is not Washington, DC. It's not Seoul North Korea. And it's not Singapore, and it's not Beijing, China, and it's not St. Petersburg or Moscow, Russia, but the throne is in heaven. His throne is lifted up and the earth is his footstool and look his eyes, he just looks at us and that's how He tries us. He just raises an eyebrow and someone has a trial. All he does is look like this and somebody drops dead. I'm telling you right now, the wicked on this earth are going to perish and the meek are going to inherit the whole thing. You may not feel victorious now, but I'm telling you, our God is an awesome God and we are going to overcome everything thrown at us. I don't care if they shut us down. If we get sick again, we're coming. It up again, oh, lift your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The Lord tries the righteous, He's testing us. Say, He's testing me right now. Yeah, He wants to know, Do you really love me? You just in it for the benefits, and you know what? There are going to be some of us. We're going to pass through and say, I ain't leaving you, Jesus. I'll pray by myself. I'll read my Bible at home. I'll never forget. I heard about her. Sister Harris, who had her vocal cords burned from chemotherapy because she had cancer. And Brother Joe Strand would go talk to her. And she would write things to him. And she would rocking her chair and she would pound that chair and I'll tell you how they knew what she was doing because while she was praying silently and every time she struck she was praying I'll tell you you say I have to scream and pray and, but God sees your mind you can pray in your head and God reads thoughts and that little woman would pound to keep her mind on her prayer and she'd pound it you know how he knew that because She came through it victorious. hallelujah. His soul hates that. Next verse. Upon the wicked he shall reign. What? Say it again. Oh, the snares are not to the people of God. He's setting traps for the wicked. And guess what else he sends on the wicked? What's coming on the wicked? Fire. Brimstone. A horrible tempest. They sat back and made fun of people of faith. I don't know wicked folks. I don't go pointing them out because I don't have to. But I'm telling you God's on their trail right now. He's on it. You say, well, He's on me too. What He's doing to us is cleansing. What He's doing to them is judgment. You hear me. Say, are we in the book of Revelations? We are in the book of Isaiah. We're in the book of Psalms. The The wrath of God hadn't even started. But He has begun opening the windows. He is shaking the foundations. Next verse. The righteous Lord loves righteousness. His countenance. You know what his countenance is? He takes his eye. He skips over the wicked. He's already got their future planned. They're going to the destruction. They're going straight into it. But he looks at righteous people trying to. And he catches their eye. And then he smiles on us. Every now and then we get in a prayer meeting. Where it feels like he walks in the room and he catches us by the eye and he makes his face shine on us and suddenly we leave Newark, Ohio and we're in heavenly places Ooh, just like heaven on earth hallelujah, what's happening? the Lord is looking at the righteous and giving us a grin Hallie, lift your hand right now say I need him show us your glory Lord lift your light on my countenance and let me see you hallelujah Psalms 124. What about the snare? What about when I get caught? If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say. Go on. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us. Verse 3. Then had they swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled. Go on. Then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. Hallelujah. If it had not been for the Lord, then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who hath not given us as prey to their teeth. You say they're coming after the church. He said, I will not give you as prey to the teeth of wicked men. Hallelujah. I will not do it. Hallelujah. Verse 7. Our soul is escaped. As a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Verse 8 Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Lift your hands right now. My help comes from the Lord. My help comes from the Lord. My help. My help. My help. Now I want you to go. We've covered the fear. A snare, now the pit. I'm going to tell you something. I thought I didn't have a good picture of what a, a Jewish or a Roman jail cell was. I did not. And I got a rude awakening. Do you know where they put a lot of prisoners? They would take a cistern that had no water in it. And they'd just throw them down in there. You couldn't climb up. And if they didn't give you something to eat or drink, guess what would happen to you? You're just going to starve to death. There's no television. No human rights. No civil rights. No lives matter. I'm telling you, Jeremiah, they threw him down in a cistern that had water in it. He said, I sank up to my neck in mud before Zedekiah was carried off and a eunuch came and said put some rags underneath his arms he's going to perish if we don't pull him out of there out of the mud and they pulled him up out of that pit a pit I want you to go before you go to go to Psalms 40 and 2 and then we'll go back to 30 He brought me up also out of a horrible, what, pit. Out of the miry clay that I couldn't even stand. There was so much mud and muck. I I tried to stand. I couldn't even stand. There was nothing to stand on. I was being sucked down into the mud. He brought me out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. And then when he brought me up, he said, I'm going to take you to a place where you can feel the strength under your feet. I want to tell you something. I'm as weak as water. But when I start talking about the Lord and reading scriptures from His Word, I'm telling you, I feel something under my feet. I can make proclamations. I'm not the one going out on the limb. I'm the one standing on a rock. I ain't never been on a limb when I'm talking about Him. He's not a limb. He's not a dead tree branch. He is the rock Christ Jesus. And out of Him flows strength and might and power. He that dwelleth in the secret place will be lifted out of a pit. Hallelujah. He set my feet upon a rock, and then he said, I know your muscles are weak and your knees are bent from being down where you were. I'm going to establish the way you walk, I'm going to help you walk straight. I'm going to help you walk up. Right, Not bow down. I'm going to teach you righteousness and the pit is not even going to linger on you. You Say, well, I'm down. You praise Him wherever you are. You haven't hit the pit yet. The earth is in the pits. They are in the pits, y'all. Fear, snare, pit. Now let's go to Psalm 31 through 3. I will extol thee, O oh Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. Now I want to tell you something. That some of us that have chronic illnesses, when you're having a bout with your thing, it feels very personal. You get tired. I'll never forget, it wasn't chronic, but we were supposed to minister. In Wichita, Kansas. I got very sick on the road there, just started vomiting. My husband had to pull over and I just vomited and vomited. By the time we got to the hotel, I was completely prostrate. I don't know if I had fever, but I was so sick. And my stomach hurt so bad, I thought, I just thought something was gonna rupture. And I was wrestling and tossing and moaning. I could find no relief. And at that time, West Nile virus was hanging like a plague over Lone Oak and the Delta. And that meant that mosquitoes, somebody had brought it over from Egypt. And the West Nile virus, the mosquitoes, they drink that infected blood and buddy, when they pop you, then you're... And people were terrified. And I lay in that bed and moaned and groaned. I knew West Nile was hanging like a sword over Lone Oak, over our community. I knew if God didn't cover us, we were going down. And then I had an aunt who had bone cancer. In the bones. And they said it was just agonizing. And I was tossing it, turning, oh God, give me relief from this pain. Please give me relief. And the Lord spoke to me and said, pray for your aunt. Oh, God, she's suffering. If she's suffering anything like this. And I started crying and thinking about her. Began to pray for her. And then all of a sudden, the Lord said, pray for your community. Janice, you're laying here flat on your back. Pray for your community. And I started thinking about all the children I taught and their parents. And I knew the neighborhoods. And I started seeing. And I began to intercede and pray. And guess what happened to my pain? You have... Oh! Oh Jesus, Jesus, oh Jesus, you're wonderful, you can do anything, God, you're awesome, you're marvelous, you're mighty, what are you doing? God, why are you making me praise you so I can lift you up? As long as you stay in that pit and you describe the mud and the muck. That's what the world is doing. They keep talking about it, how bad it is, how awful it is. They can't see the sun shining because they don't know the light. They're full of darkness and they can't comprehend it. But I always have light with me because He is in me. He is the light of the world. He is my lamp and my light. Even if it's pitch dark, the light is in me and I can see because I have Jesus. Oh, lift your hands right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go verse 2. We're going to finish hurriedly. Oh my Lord, my God, I cried unto Thee and You have healed me. Verse 3, oh Lord, You have brought up my soul from the grave. You kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Hallelujah! you're sustaining me oh I'm doing it all by myself I'm bicycling I'm working out I'm gonna tell you right now ain't nothing we can do to stop the things coming on this earth but there is a God who is my shield and the lifter of my head it's ridiculous to be rejoicing but I feel the the joy of the Lord and it is my strength. God is not down. God is not out. He is still sovereign. He's still powerful. He can do everything and anything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah 38 and 17. I've got one more set of verses. This was Hezekiah's prayer when he got sick and he cried oh God and then after the Lord healed him he said this behold for peace I had great bitterness he said I didn't have any peace I was just bitter I'm going to end like this this is how I'm going out I was bitter but 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 you prophesied over me Mm -mm. when you're there that's not what you need But you in love to my soul, you leaned down and you brought me into your banqueting table. You said, come eat with me. Don't look at all that. Look at me. I want to feed you something good. I want to tell you some good news about yourself. I love you. Let me love you. Don't concentrate on all the details. Everybody's got details. You say, well, my foot hurts and my head hurts. I know. Let's talk about how we hurt and see how good we feel after we talk about it. But you know they used to sing an old song. Feeling so much better. Talking about that good old way Feeling so much better Talking about the Lord Let's go on Let's go on Yes we can acknowledge he was wounded For our transgressions He was bruised but I don't brood over that I can't watch the passion of the Christ Because all I can think of is Oh that was horrible You did it for three hours And you lay there stone cold for three days Three plus three is six That's the worst they could do to you. Three hours of beating you bloody and nailing you and you're suffering and bleeding and bruised and sick looking and three days stone cold of mourners. but oh on the third day hey 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 oh they couldn't touch him anymore they couldn't torment him anymore they couldn't hurt him anymore and he said I put that spirit in you girl no matter what you go through you're coming out of there yeah Lord (laughs) Oh my God. He said, you brought me up and out of it. Yeah. Ooh, I thought I was going to die. And then he explained why. You have cast all my sins behind your back. You took the weight off my shoulders. Oh, hell. Last verse, Isaiah 51, 1 through 3. Hey, listen to me. You that are trying to do right. Hey, you people that are seeking God. Go look back to where you were before I found you. Go back and look at that hard place I delivered you from. And would you please go look at the hole of the pit where you were? Remember your old life? I'd like you to remember it he said. I want you to look at Abraham your father he didn't have it easy Sarah it gave birth to you because I called him when he was only one man and I blessed him I bless that one man. Nobody else was walking with me. I said, I'll take one of you. I said, all right, I'll take one of you. If one of you will walk with me, it'll make a difference in your whole family. I'll take you and I'll bless you. Your family won't follow. That's okay. I'll bless you by yourself. And I'll increase you, verse 3. For the Lord, (laughs) I'm going to come comfort you. I know what you're going through, you little people sitting there at that church. You little women at home, you little men by yourself looking at your tablet, looking at your little phone. I'm going to comfort you in all those waste places, all that stuff that's been happening. I'm going to come down there and I'm going to turn that thing into a garden. I'm going to let you smell fragrance. COVID took your taste and your smell. When I get down with you, you're going to taste and see that the Lord is good. You're going to have a testimony. Fear. Oh God, I'm afraid. Oh God, look what's coming next. Oh, be afraid. Fear not. I am with thee. I am your God. I will deliver you. I will help you. I will hold you up. If you get caught in a rope, I'm going to let you go. If you fall in a pit, I'm going to lift you up. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes right now? Joy and gladness shall be found there. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Lord, we feel your presence in this place. We know that the earth is troubled. We know that everything is being shaken from top to bottom. And only one thing remains. You have not changed your word at all. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be trapped and we're not going into a pit because you are with us you're with us on the right hand and the left before and behind above and beneath all oh, there are everlasting arms There is the glory of the Lord and we are waiting on you, Jesus, because we worship. I want you to just take your hand right now and lift it up and just wave it before the Lord.